bend over and sit down. This is you know what we should start doing? If you're drinking at home with us, time to crack another one because it's time getting, to crack tax bills one. going up. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry. Taxes going are going to be higher. I was just going to say taxes are going to be higher by the end of this episode. Welcome to Craft Advice, a podcast to help investors tackle the more complex area of their personal and business finances. Join Jack and Sean as we discuss everything from investing to retirement and everything in between. Talking about shrinking it? No, no, they're not shrinking it. Oh, they're they're doing all sorts of stuff. So top income tax rate to 39.6, shrink 35% bracket. What does that mean? They're going to make the... 35% tax bracket, like super small. So mm. rather than you having, you know, 200,000 to 500,000, it's like, if you're joint, it's like 418 to 450 and then bam, you go to the next one. So they kind of made it a smaller window where your income has to be in a certain bandwidth. And if it's more than that, you just hop up to the next highest one. So Got it. we'll get into all stuff tax today. Also tax. Yeah, what are you what are you drinking? I am drinking the Go Route little triple India IPA from uh Southern Swells. Very nice. So nice little uh, um, local beer. I'm gonna give a little uh cigar city shout out. The Guayabara Citra Pale Ale, just for you, Sean. Give you a nice crack. That was delicious. <laughs> I was so pissed. I uh I was putting my lunch away, took the beer out, put it on top of the fridge, and just went back to work. It's like 30 minutes ago. I'm like, I got to flash freeze this thing. This is going to be a miserable podcast with a warm beer. What is it? What's What, what uh, kind of beer is that again? A Citra Pale Ale. A Citra Pale Ale. I thought you said mm-hmm. guava something. The name of it is Guayabera. Guayabera. Got it. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I might be That's pronouncing exciting. that incorrectly. I haven't figured that out so much. I don't know. It's exciting though. It's a good good beer. I like the pale ales. Yeah, yeah I like pale ales. Yeah. So what I are we talking about today? Another, I thought you were bringing up another vegan beer there. Um, yeah, no, uh, we're digging into taxes. So it was yeah, today Sean, it was gluten free. Let me tax you a question. Tax a question. Let me. What tax exactly are you, you talking about with tax and a question? Tell the people what we're going to talk about. Today. All right, so people, listen up. Taxes may change for yeah, better or worse. Sit down, everybody. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Get a beer. Sit down. This is going to be a rough one. Bend over and sit down. This is you a- know what we should start doing. If you're drinking at home with us, time to crack another one because it's time getting, to crack tax bills one. going up. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry. Taxes going are going to be higher. Look. I was just going to say taxes are going to be higher by the end of this episode. But uh, obviously, the government has been spending a tremendous amount of money since COVID. Um, Some, you know, you could say is necessary and uh, practical. Uh, A lot of it unnecessary and impractical. So eventually, they've got to figure out how to pay for that. And then now they also want to jam a massive infrastructure bill in a uh, a large spending package uh, that would put us north of $4.7 trillion. So they're trying to figure out any which way to pay that. And uh, the only way they can figure out how to do that, because they don't want to cut spending in any other areas, they've got to raise revenue, right? So they've got to tax more. And uh, it seems like what they've done in this most recent 
publication from the uh, House, Wayne's, House Ways and Means Committee, because a lot of the stuff that has been rumored has been just that for the most part. It's been coming out of committees. It's been rumors. This is what they're thinking about doing. This, you know, this is what they may do. Um, but they did a pretty thorough um, pretty thorough they job the other down. day. And they wrote it all down, black and white. And so there's a lot of detail that they put out about two, three days ago from the House Ways and Means Committee. And this is what the uh, House is going to go for. We don't know, obviously, it still has to go to the Senate. So there's a long road to go before we see what the final bill looks like. But um, they definitely seem like they threw the entire kitchen sink at this Yeah, at this round. They went through. So we'll dive into everything. But in the crosshairs, corporate, personal taxes going up, retirement accounts. We talked about Peter Thiel. He fucked it up for all of us. <laughs> so we... <laughs> We may lose some of the stuff we talked about in a prior episode. No more $5 billion Roth IRAs. Yeah. You got about 10 mil and then you're done. You've, you've completed the retirement account challenge. Crypto, they're coming for you. They're coming for you with the wash sale rule. So if you don't know what that is, we'll get to that in a bit. If you're super loaded or you got rich grandparents or parents, the estate's getting cut dramatically. And all this, again, is to pay off the debt, which is funny. Side story, Sean. Not pay first off the time debt, I went to pay for the additional spend. So the first time I went to buy a car, I went to a Jeep dealership. Jeep guy is just harassing me on buying this car. And I'm just saying no just to say no. So <laughs> he brought his other he brought his advanced sales guy in. And I'll I've never forgot this, but the guy goes, You know, Jack, you just gotta realize debt's cool. Having debt is cool. <laughs> it's like, cool. Like, you oh. fucking have no idea what I do for a living, do you? <laughs> debt is cool, man. You'll love it. Try it out. <laughs> Try it out. Let me, let me talk you into a high interest rate credit card real quick. <laughs> Funny yeah, story there. Is... <laughs> First credit card I got was for getting a pizza. Free pizza. Get this high interest credit card. I did it. So Sign me up. Yep. Sign pizza. me up. And now, and now you're providing financial advice. Think about that. You know, I still have yeah. that credit card. You know, I'm just... Long standing. That's good. That That's pizza, actually, the return on the investment from that pizza has been excessive. An, an extremely strong credit score. Yep, yep. All right, so let's jump in. I'll start with the first section here, but we're going to talk just some high-level changes to taxes. Someone's bored about taxes, whatever. Fast forward to the end of the episode if you really want. Um, but starting with the new proposal coming through the House, there Plus. are... Used cars or car sales are they? I mean, they got it. They that has to be the worst profession in America. Oh, I don't. I don't know how you I do mean, it. I mean, that's just you are just bombarding people nonstop. <laughs> it's just literally like, hey, what are you doing? You want to try this out? You want to try this? You want to try this? You like this? Let's go try this one. Like, no, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. We want. We just go try this out. That's cool, man. I love <laughs> when they got to bring the other guy in. You know, I can't make that deal. <laughs> But I got this guy in the other room. My other he guy. May, yeah, he may be able to make it. Do you want to <laughs> juice while you wait? <laughs> it's like, fuck off, dude. No. They literally, they try to starve you out. It's literally like a, a fucking, like, a, a hostage situation. They literally yeah. try to starve you out until it's until you say no. I don't until, know how until, four until hours bed. goes by so slow. Yeah, it's, it's like probably you're one of the worst things war. to do in America is buy a car. Yeah. Yeah, just give up. Buy a bike, scooter, something else. That's why all these uh, Carvana and uh, all these online uh, car uh, dealerships or, or car salesmen, they're uh, exploding. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Back to On the topic, tax. taxes. So just a couple quick hits, but the House is pushing through a bill 
some of this stuff is only relevant if you're filthy rich. The rest of this is kind of just some generic stuff, but we'll get into, there's a lot of things happening in the retirement space that are going to be probably something most investors want to listen to, but corporate tax rates are trying to raise the high, uh, capital gain or the, uh, the corporate tax, if it goes all the way through with all the surcharges, could be north of 40%. They're going to take the top income tax bracket up to 39.6%. Capital gains, so all you crypto folks out there, if you're sitting on your millions and billions of dollars of crypto, we'll get into wash sales later, but yeah. typically, right now the high capital gain rate is 20%. They're going to move that up to 25%. For earnings over 400000 so depending on how many coins you've dabbled in, there is a lot coming down the pipeline, but the goal is basically just all the tax rates in every category, business, capital gains, income, they're proposed to go up. What are your thoughts on that, Sean? I mean, I think that's absurd. They ruled it as property. How can how, And now they're, just, now they're changing that where they want to eliminate the wash sale rule. I mean, it's they're, they're they're all over the place with crypto. They just now they're just seeing the shiny new penny, something that's making money and people are getting rich on it and and doing well. And they're like, well, time to pay the tax man, right? The toll man cometh. Yeah, I mean, when you can't figure out how to pay your debts, you're just gonna again throw the kitchen sink at it. I, I will say this: it's what the government's doing right now. It screams of desperation. They're, they're literally scream or stink of desperation. Stink, and it stinks and it screams. It's a screamy stink. <laughs> it's a screamy stink of desperation. But either way, a- it seems like they're trying to figure out any and all ways that they can tweak and pinch and prod and get a little bit more money out of anybody who's doing anything that's making money. Yeah, here's here's a good point to that. So I know for most people, they're not in this camp, but if you make over $5 million, doesn't matter how you file. So if you're a football player, or you got a really successful business. Once you once you cross that threshold, they're just going to tack on three percent extra tax, just gonna, for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have too many people at the table at a restaurant, and they're like, you know, unfortunately, gratuities included in this tab. <laughs> need a little extra. <laughs> I think it's absurd. I don't know no. how they're going to get this through because all their supporters are all these people that are, you know. Most people making five million are just going to find a loophole to get paid four point nine five million and not yep. pay this extra three percent. But trust I'm accounts sure. are going to get crushed too. So we deal with this all the time. It works. Somebody maybe passes away, they leave their kids a trust account, or maybe they leave the trust for a family. Whoever knows? Yep. There's, there's a lot of scenarios for it. If the trust has income over a hundred thousand, which very, fits in very crypto at these, fits in these crypto eight percent things, you could be paying that off all the time. Three percent. They're going to tack it on. So, again, they're, they're kind of just throwing new tax everywhere. Just <clears throat> income, eh, just raise it. Yeah, I mean, they're raising income taxes on individuals. They're raising income taxes on corporations. They're closing down different ways that people are, again, using the current tax code and making money outside like crypto. And there's what I think is going to happen is they're going to stifle innovation. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you tax more what you want less of, right? I mean, if you want you want people to smoke less, you raise you raise the uh, the sin tax, right? 
You, if you want people to drive a little bit less, you raise the speed limit penalties, right? So there's there's different things that you do. Um, if you want less of something, you tax it. And if you want people to earn less and work hard, you know, look at Europe, right? I mean, taxes are absurd over there. I mean, somewhere in the range of 40 to 50% for most countries. And yep. the average work week is a lot less. The average productivity is a lot less. Uh, I mean, innovation's a lot, I mean, more stagnant over there. I mean, again, like we talked about a few podcasts ago, you can't name five, you know, really innovative, uh, impressive European companies. I got one though. I thought about it after the episode. Mm-hmm. Spotify. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's one, one more. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had, I think we had one other on that list. So now we've got two on the list. Hey, at least I, at least I made it, you know, here, let's give a round of applause. Round of applause, Sean. Round of applause. Look at that. We got sound effects Absolutely. in here now. Sound whoop, effects. Whoop. I like that. Anyways. But yeah, so <clears throat> income tax-wise, there's a proposal going through. We don't know if this is going to get completed yet. If you're in the highest tax bracket, check with your CPA. You're probably going to be paying more to the government, so you need to start figuring out ahead of time what to do. Retirement, though. We did a whole episode on the $5 billion Roth IRA, which honestly I think is an ingenious way Peter Thiel did this. He used all the rules they told him, and he just made a crap load of money yeah. starting PayPal and rolling that into every company on the planet. So if you haven't listened to that, go back, listen to the episode. Since he did that, and some person leaked his taxes along with a bunch of other rich people's taxes. Which is just completely illegal. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but no worries. They're rich. Who cares, right? Yeah, it's all right. They got enough. Throw, money. Them, just- throw them in the fire. Let's just put their social security on the dark net and see what happens. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're, they're mm-hmm. pounding the table for it. But unfortunately. But you know hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. But seriously, do you know what's going to happen? Congress will be exempt from all of these changes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, oh, if you you have income over $5 million, there's a 3% surcharge. If you have trust income over $100,000, you have got a 3% surcharge. But if you're in Congress you've got an exemption or yeah, if you're a staffer of a, of a member in Congress, you've got a government an employee. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, they'll, they'll, no, what, you know what they're going to do? They're going to do the same shit they do every time. They're just going to say, if you have a blind trust, that's their fucking catch all yeah. for, Oh yeah. I'm day trading GameStop <clears throat> and AMC with all these kids on Reddit. Well, it's not, it's not me. My, my spouse did it. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't buy that stock. My, my husband did it. My, my wife did it. I didn't use that insider knowledge. My son did. No, 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 no. It wasn't me. There's yeah. no way. Of course and not. There's no way that they knew it. I didn't tell them. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. But anyways, right. so Peter fucked us all. <laughs> so. That's a good name. Peter fucked us all. <laughs> Peter fucked us all. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy, um, but unfortunately, he's ruined the conversion. Screwed us. <laughs> he's ruined. Damn it, Peter. Damn it, Peter. Fuck yeah, this all. lock it's your a, taxes a, down, sir. Is but. that a Greek name? Fuck this all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no more of those um, Roth conversions, those mega backdoor Roth conversions. That's another one that's on the uh, chopping block, right? We yep. talked about that. So, so one after- caveat to that: <clears throat> yep. they're giving you a ten-year window. You can still do Roth conversions if your income as a household is under, I think it's four hundred thousand is the threshold. If you're over that, they're going to eliminate these. Now, most people aren't walking around, you know, making 500000 a $1 million, $2 million. 
But there are years where maybe you sell a property or sell a business and you have a balloon event. So it's possible to jump up into that bracket. Sure. So they're going to throw out Roth conversions if you make too much. The one that hits everybody, which this was a great option. There's a concept called a mega backdoor Roth, where basically you just overfund your 401k. You put a ton of money in there. You go over the 19.5 or whatever the annual limit is in the calendar year. Your company puts it in as after tax, and then you could immediately convert it to a Roth starting the end of this year, or excuse me, January 1st, 2022. Next year. All the after tax to Roth is going to get removed. That conversion's gone. I think, Sean, that one's going to stay out of some of the stuff here because that was a great little loophole advisors are using for a while. Yep. But if you have after tax in your Roth IRA and you, <laughs> you, have some ability to do something with it. So maybe you have a rollover option or it's an old plan. You need to make a move before the end of the year. Yep. Yeah, no, I think, um, unfortunately some of these they'll, they'll be able to, uh, I guess get swatted away, but I believe some, they are, uh, it's almost like they, they benefit so few people that Republicans won't fight for it as hard. And it's a, it's a good, it looks good in the headlines when you're like, you know, you're the, the, the anti-capitalist Democrat that wants to get rid of the tax breaks and loopholes for the rich. So you, you find some of these obscure, like, backdoor mega Roth IRA, you know, th- those mega backdoor Roth IRA conversions. There's not that many people really taking advantage of it. I mean, it's not like there's that much revenue that, frankly, they're going to be able to generate from it. Yep. Um but it's something that, but that is definitely one. I like, like you said, I, I do believe that will stick because it's it's an easy target, and the only people that are really able to use utilize that are people of means. Um, so it, again, easy punching punching bag. Um, but at the same time, what I would also like to point out and emphasize is that they pretend that this is some type of tax loophole that only the mega rich get to utilize, and they're bypassing all these taxes. And the reality is, is they're paying taxes on all that money. Anything they, anything that gets converted is after-tax money. It's been taxed. They are paying taxes on it. And it's not some type of you know, loophole where they get to put money in there tax-free and then it grows tax-free and it sits in a Roth IRA. It just, that's not the way it works. A loophole was what we had a few years back. I think it was in 2016 they axed it, where it was – Whenever two spouses were going to retire, you just have them take each other's social security instead of their own. So that was I like a nice switch. It was like, yeah, at sixty-two, you're just getting a payday, and then you yeah. know, full retirement, you kick back over. It was like, it was like st- that's why social security is borderline underfunded because we social robbed it a little bit from that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> the the tax man came at night for that one. What is it? The sticky bandit from exactly. uh, Home Alone. <laughs> the, uh, the sticky bandit. Got no, the no, tape no. on his hand going into the jar. Now I got points. Look. Now, I, now I've got to look it up. The sticky bandit. Was it the sticky bandit? I don't know. I just it sounded right. Is it? Google it. Sticky. No, that's what I'm doing as we speak. Yeah, sticky bandit Home Alone. Huh. Or wet bandit. Wet bandit. That's sorry. It's not sticky bandit. Sorry, oh, that doesn't sound right. The wet band. This, is, this podcast is turning in. This podcast is turning into trivia with everyone at we're home. Getting, we're, we're getting off the rails here. Yeah, Home Alone trivia. The rest of the episode. The wet bandits. Is it 
The Pigeon Lady or Piers Morgan? If you've ever seen that. <laughs> nobody will ever know. They literally look identical. Now, right, back to your now nobody, the thing is, is, nobody knows what we're talking about. Now you got to Google that one. Everyone that, has to Google that. That's a trivial one. Home Alone, Pigeon Lady, Piers Morgan. Google it. Thank us. Send us an You're email. Welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Send that. Tell all your friends you found it. It's great. Anyway, here's, here's a big one. All right. So back to Texas. Here's a big one. So, right. So RMD changes. Um, this primarily impacts back to uh, uh, fuck us all's uh, IRA. So, Mr. Peter, the large Roth IRAs uh, or large IRAs, anyone that's considered what they would quote as, quote unquote, call a mega IRA, which is anything over 10 million based on current provisions, they are going to require you no matter how old you are, right? So let's say you hit it big, you put money in from a from a self-directed IRA, you bought a bunch of crypto with it, you hit the jackpot, you got that floaky dog, you know, that floaky uh, in you coin and you, you hit a home run, right? And you're, you're, you're a millionaire and you've got $10 million in there and you're 32 years old. You will now be required to take out 50% of any excess over $10 million. And then if you have a $20 million IRA, you're going to be required to take out 100% of any excess. So the government essentially never wants your IRA to exceed 20 million. And they will allow you to continue to have growth over 10 million, but it basically gets 50% of that has to come out every year. Yep. And, and some people will be listening. And keep, in, keep in mind, all of that counts as income taxes. Some people might be listening going, who the hell has $10 million in their IRA? Sean and I's prior employer used to have a pretty large 401k business. And it was very common to see, you know, an employee that was a cashier, a manager at a company that was public. They were able to buy the stock from, you know, the seventies or eighties all the way up through today. Yep. And it was very easy to see eight, nine figure, I I guess, seven, eight figure retirement plans just for the fact that they were consistently buying their company stock. So again, it's not going to be everyone, but if you strike it big, you know, everyone's day trading at Robinhood and everyone's trying to get here. There was Reddit stuff going viral of, you know, kids in their twenties that day traded their lunch money up to a couple million bucks. I it's mean, possible. We're going to have to start taking it out. So the, the, what do you, the here, is, is question for you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say I'm that roaring kitty guy and I've just been trading GameStop like no one's business. And I get my IRA up to 15 million. Do you think they're going to waive early penalties? Or are they going to make you just like pay full freight? So that's an interesting question, and I frankly don't believe they've they've touched on that, right? I mean, unless you saw something different, um, I didn't see anything on that. No, I don't. I don't believe they touched on that. I mean, it's, it's typical, you know, it's it's typical government guidance. It's half half thought through and missing a tremendous amount of detail. A very doughy cookie. <laughs> it's a very very doughy cookie. You might get sick, honestly. <laughs> I generally do get sick when they're cookies. Um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't see anything on that. It wouldn't surprise me if they just decided to say, Hey, we're tacking on a 10% penalty also, but I have to hope and believe that they would provide an exception because they want people to acquiesce and and follow along and, you know, play the, within the new rules of the game. And if they want to do that, their best bet is to obviously try to not take all of your money. Yeah. 
They're going to try. Otherwise, we're moving to Puerto Rico. Who knows? Maybe the mega IRA rule works down there. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. You just have to move all your money into the metaverse, go into some cryptocurrency, move to New Zealand, and just forget about all this stuff. (laughs) I'm not going to New Zealand, (laughs) but I am going to the metaverse. There you go. There you go. Go to the metaverse. All right. Go to – we had this whole episode on – things you could do with your IRA to juice all your money. And now the government's telling us we can't do this anymore. So what, what are the other things? They added some big things to really clobber IRA investments. Yeah. So, um, so no IRA investments. If you've got 50 or more percent ownership, your director and officer, right? So if you're, if you are, you know, wanting to invest in your company, unfortunately, this is one of those things that, you know, if you worked in corporate America for a long time, or if you had a you know, decent job or you're a good saver, right? And then you get to a point like, hey, I've got a good idea and I really want to invest in myself or my company. I can't take my IRA money, which for a lot of people, right? Old 401k money or IRA money, that's the most savings investable assets that you have access to at your fingertips. Um, you know, say if somebody worked for Verizon Wireless, right, for... 10, 15 years and they've got a good 401k saved up and they roll it into an IRA because they just left and they want to start their own, you know, tech company or they, they got an app that they want to launch, but they need capital. So if they're, if they're wanting to tap into their biggest source of capital, which is their former retirement money, they can't do that anymore. Right. So there's no, there's no more private, there's no more private placements as well. So, um, on a separate topic, you know, if you're, in that boat where you've got a certain amount of income or a certain amount of net worth, you do have access to private placements. So private placements just for everybody in the audience. This is a specific type of investment that not everybody has access to. Uh, so you have to be an accredited investor or higher. Um, there's also what's called a QP or a qualified purchaser. But both categories are north of a million dollar net worth. Um, there's income requirements uh, or, or tests, I should say. But the point is, is these aren't investments for everybody. So this isn't going to impact everybody. But this is something where if you did work for a company and a lot, a lot of your income came from company stock or you were a good saver and all your money went through your 401k and then you retire or you leave that company. Now it's an IRA and you want to invest and you don't want to invest in maybe the SPY or just, you know, an index fund, or you want something different than just some boring basic index fund or a handful of ETFs. And you want something that's more exciting or that you feel might have some more upside to it. That's what these private placements a lot of times provide. And again, I've, I've had some good experience with them. Some are very good. Some are very bad. There's a lot in the middle, like with most investments, but they do tend to provide exposure to areas that are, are very unique and in, in areas that you don't generally get access to through public markets. Uh, so, but now the point is, is that they're completely eliminating those from IRAs as an eligible option. So going forward. Two, two things on that. And we talked about the self-directed IRA options where you can buy rental property that I believe will still be available. Or if you're going to collect uh, whatever, real estate, land, you can still buy those type of options. It's really anything that has some sort of income or testing requirements. So if there's an income test for you to invest in private startups, so SpaceX has civilians circling the earth right now. And if you had the opportunity to invest in SpaceX and you were going to use your retirement account, 
they're going to try to eliminate that option. Now, I don't know if you saw this, Sean, but this is the even weirder part. If you have these investments in place, if this passes, they're going to give you two rules, two years to unravel that investment, which uh, honestly, I don't understand how you do this. Cause how some of these companies, some of these companies don't have liquidity. I mean, if you were you an early investor in SpaceX. No, the point is, is like, so if you, let's say you invest in a private equity fund, that's a 10 year hold and they allowed, you know, I'm, I'm sure these companies are obviously fully aware of what's going on. And so they're looking at contingencies and trying to figure out how to unwind these investors and replace that capital with non-retirement capital. But at the end of the day, if you were an investor in a private equity fund that has a 10 year hold, there's not really liquidity there. I mean, that money's being put to work either in tranches or fully invested. But the point is, is it's invested in a building, in a company, in a product, in whatever it is. And it's not something that's readily tapped into. And that's why those things come with the high risk warning labels. And that's why they're only available to certain types of investors. Yeah. Hypothetically, if I took my IRA dollars and I gave them to Sean to invest in his bridal business and Sean mm -hmm. is building a building with those dollars, I can't <laughs> be like, all right, Sean, IRS, IRS said I got to unpack this. So <laughs> I need yeah, you to go, I go take a loan, cash me out. Give me I mean, my that's return. Essentially, that's essentially what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to go borrow the money. I think this becomes debt. the biggest nightmare from like an accounting standpoint where the IRS can be like, how the hell are we going to track all this? Every investment firm on the planet is going to be like, I'm not touching this. They're all coming after him. Yeah. This, yeah. I, but I do this, think. I don't think that one's, I don't think that one will fly. Frankly. That one, I don't think will fly about buying private investments. I do think the 50% ownership rule. So if you're a minority owner in a business, Peter Thiel got it to 5 billion because he was the original founder of PayPal. He then uses Roth to kind of fund his friends to get into it as they pay yeah. him cash. Yeah. But you know, it does still leave a window open. If you're a, three or five or 10% owner of a business and you have the opportunity yeah. to buy into that business, it does still open the IRA option. Just now you have a ceiling. You can't blow your Roth IRA up to a billion dollars anymore. You got 10 million before they're going to start kicking you out of the Roth IRA club. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, like you could be a, you could take some, again, this IRA money that let's say essentially came from former 401k previous work in another company and you could take that and say, hey, I want to help, you know, Jack wants to launch a new hair, you know, grow, grow, hair growth company, right? So he's got a hair growth company Watch that he wants it. to launch. <laughs> so he's got a really cool mattress company. And this mattress company is doing exceptionally well, and he's looking for investors. And next thing you know, I'm a 5% or 10% owner of that. I can't use my IRA money for that anymore. Whereas before it was very commonplace, you could invest in a friend or a colleague, um, again, or, or just be a, a small investor in a massive fund, but now none of those are, are accessible. Yeah, there's there's a lot of platforms too, I think are gonna push back on this just for the fact that their entire business is geared to doing this. And you have a lot of other employees that work for a company that are paid in stock, they wanna get their money out of stock, so they're. You know, private stock is trying to go on the marketplace for somebody else to buy. So, you know, maybe I'm an early Uber employee and I'm worth 15 million on paper, but I get paid $35,000 a year to code all day long. They might want to go, you know, buy yeah, that stream Ferrari. example, but yes. Yeah, stream example. But 
Hypothetically, eight I think bucks an the hour. market for private investments like this, private companies, private startups, I think is just going to explode. So I think that one will get kicked. But for all the crypto people, turn the audio up because we're going to get into wash sales. If Sean, first explain to someone what yeah, a wash so sale yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, so let's take a step back to explain what a wash sale is in general. Uh, so you can't do this within the equity markets or the fixed income or any of the traditional investing markets at current you know moment, right? So you can't do it right now where let's say you own, and again, we're not advising anybody own this, but again, this is just a stock we're pulling out of thin air. But let's say you own Apple, right? You own Apple and Apple, you buy it day one, it goes down 20%, right? You decide to sell it. So you book that loss. Now you've got a loss on paper that you can then write off on your taxes, but then you immediately buy Apple back. So now you've got a new purchase, you own Apple. And so if Apple bounces back in that example, you would have a taxable loss on paper, but now you're still an owner of Apple and now it rebounds. Now what a wash shield does is it prevents from that from happening because for 30 if, days. If, exactly. So 30 days plus or minus the sale. So it's, if you did not have that, if you did not have that rule in place, people would be able to essentially take a loss right away. Re, you know, again, reshuffle the funds around, buy that same exact investment, and then write it back up, and, and it's almost basically double dipping. Yep. Right, because you get to you get to the the downside, you get to lock that in, but then you get to become an investor right away and write it back up. So essentially, yep. you didn't really sell. Yep. Sell, lock in the loss, buy it right back, write it up. This is completely against all the IRS rules with stocks. Right now, you can do this with crypto. So if you have crypto and you have massive gains and you are not selling and locking in a loss, you're going to get a capital gain at some point in the future. So effective now, I could sell my Floki or Ethereum or whatever the heck you own. You, you can buy it back. Floki. Yeah, yeah. Get that, <laughs> get that Floki. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, go look up Elon's dog. He tweeted his dog. He got a new dog that's named after a crypto, and it went up like 250%. The madness, of, the madness of the crypto world. But Floki. Floki in you. I, I think in, right now that's... Just for everybody. Floki, F-L-O-K-I, and then in you, I-N-U. Just look it up. Nobody's telling you to buy it, but it's funny. Yeah. Look it up. Pause the show. Go watch that. <laughs> look it up. Come back. We'll still be here. But anyways, the... The ability to not have a wash sale in crypto right now is huge. So anytime one of these coins drops 20, 30%, you can sell it, drop, I guess, lock in some portion of a loss and have that offset your future tax bill. In the proposal now, January 1st, the wash sale rule is going to apply to crypto. So if you sell something trying to get a loss when the crypto winner comes, which it does, you're going to have to wait 30 days to buy that security back or you can't write off the loss. So I know a lot of people are sitting around on their, you know, their piles of coins. They got their USB drives up to their ears. But if you're not being smart from a tax standpoint, you have a handful of months left until it's over. And just so everybody's aware, so a lot of times what happens is people when they invest in Bitcoin or just cryptocurrencies in general, right? They're always scared, like, hey, is this the peak? Am I buying at the top? What happens if I buy it and it tanks right away? Nobody ever knows, right? So this wash sale rule will make things more complicated, 
because as it stands right now, if you buy and you buy at the wrong time and it tanks, you can lock that loss in, like Jack said. You sell, you lock that loss in, and then you buy it right back. You don't have a wash sale, so you now have a booked capital loss of, let's say, you know, let's say you took $100,000, you put it in, it tanks by 30%. So now you've got a 30% loss on the books. You rebuy back in the Bitcoin, it bounces back up. You're made whole, and then some, you've made money. So on paper, you've actually made money, but from a tax perspective, you always have that loss that you can carry with you. Yeah. So the IRS is seeking to eliminate that. Well, and, and go listen to our last episode on Bitcoin. We were talking about different ways to invest. If you were doing this in a Coinbase account, you bought at 65, you could sell it at 30 when it fell, buy it back at 30, and you know, you've know you locked in a huge loss against your future taxes. If you did this by buying a semiconductor company that's building mining equipment, you got to buy you got to wait 30 days. If you sell it, you got to wait 30 days to buy it back or else you can't offset that tax bill. So again, some, some things to consider, but I would think this will get pushed through. So I think with that, John, let's get to some buy, sell, hold. Let's do it. You want to kick it off? Sure. So do you buy, sell, or hold the, the new way to invest $100,000? according to the experts, is either A, a JPEG rock, 400,000 Dogecoins, or three, a Banksy painting. Ooh. That's the modern portfolio for today. A rock, 400,000 Dogecoins, or a Banksy painting. So is that an asset allocation, basically? Essentially. that's a what, portfolio. That's, that, that right there is, this is your next best buy for $100,000. Do you buy so old that that's your next best buy? Those three, one of those three. So you know how stupid that sounds? It's kind of like <laughs> I'm building a portfolio of file types. So, you know, I got a portfolio of PDFs and Word docs and Excel files and JPEGs. Uh, I'm going to hard sell that. I think I think the best thing with NFTs is the person that created the art still gets paid in perpetuity. The nonsense of the value of it, I, somebody feel free to reach out and tell me I'm wrong, but I, I think the initial person that minted it is the one that's smart, and everyone else is just kind of chasing a picture of a rock. I would agree. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that with you, and I would say that the uh, the content creators are the people making money. And uh, that is not necessarily the best way to put in the next $100,000 or any $1,000 into the market. Yeah. All right. right, Buy, sell, or hold this moronic tax bill actually getting through without getting butchered. I sell that all day. Half half of Congress would be, you know, they would fall into nearly every category that we've talked about as far as like Roth conversions, as far as private placements, as far as trust income, as far as top level income. I mean, you, you name it, right? Every single one of those categories, they're going to get personally dinged. Now, obviously they'll try to have some type of exemption, but I, 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 I hard sell that. I don't think it's going to get through. Um, frankly, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's a, uh, it's a screamy desperation attempt and I don't think it's going to go through. Wasn't Nancy Pelosi's husband like trading stocks that she was like overseeing court cases with or something like that? It's, uh, yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few examples of that, but yeah, so there's all there's 
there's a lot of uh, self-serving, uh, self-dealing situations going on in Congress right now. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, all right. What you got? All right, buy, sell, or hold. Uh, the current state of the real estate market, right? Everything looks to be. We had a little summer pause. There was some. There was a spike in rates and things. You know, and and prices seem to get people a little concerned. So. There was a soft period of slowdown, but it seems like August picked like then again, that was back in July. August numbers look like they're very strong. Again, looks like, you know, again, housing's picking back up and it's kind of full steam ahead. So do you buy, sell, or hold the current direction and the overall um, sustainability of the housing market right now? It's a great segue to next week's episode. We're going to have a guest on. We're going to talk about real estate. So, Matt, if you're listening, I'm going to throw out some stuff, and you can tell me I'm wrong next Matty week. Boy. But I am going to I'm, – so am I? if I'm buying, am I buying that the market's fine, or am I – what was the – So the question was, is everything's going up, everything looks very good. Do you think this is sustainable, I guess is, is my point. I'm going to buy the it. the current rate of the market is sustainable? I think a lot of so two things. First, I think a lot of people really hated their job, and then when you confine them in their house during COVID, they're like, "Idaho sounds cool, so we're going that way." I, I think if you look at commercial prices, so even some of the publicly traded commercial real estate stocks have all still been depressed. They're not even close to back to where they were. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think it's pricing it in all right. It seems from at least around here that the madness stopped. It's not like you know, people are going and bidding on houses and they're actually having their offer considered. It doesn't seem like you're having as many people from Chicago, New York, mm-hmm. New Jersey, Washington, blasting down here with like a 2X asking price offer. So I'm going to buy it. But next week, again, as a teaser, we're going to have a guest on. We're going to talk about real estate investing. We're going to talk about flips. We're going to talk about kind of demo rebuild, state of the real estate industry. So more on that next week. All right, Sean. Right on, right on. What do you got? You're up. So I want to go back to, again, the ways and means thing. They're trying to kick out private investments from IRA dollars. Yep. Do you buy, sell, or hold the, I guess what I, the way I would look at it is, do you think the investment opportunities or the type of investments open to IRAs are going to expand, which would be your buy, or do you think it's going to get regulated and stay back with kind of where we're at today? Uh, I mean, I would definitely buy it. I, I don't think this is going to pass the way it is. I think realistically what we've seen is that private placements and private investments have always been a thing for the uber wealthy, for the uber rich. And with the advent of technology, or, or I should not I've added, but obviously the advancements in technology, uh, all these different marketplaces. I mean, Yield Street, for example. I mean, there, there's a lot of different um, platforms out there right now that are looking to democratize and make, if anything, I I think they should make it more accessible, right? I think they should either lower the accredited investor standard or I think they should eliminate it altogether because I think with technology and the flow of information that's available now, those investments are no longer as risky as they once were. And now you're giving the average person, the average retail investor, access to a whole array of investment options that they would love to have access to and would absolutely take advantage of if they were given the option. Can I so throw I, a, so I buy that. 
that it's I gonna think, stay. I think what you're gonna see happen because if you think about it, you have companies like MicroStrategy, which is a tech business intelligence company that just decided, hey, we're gonna invest everything we have <laughs> in Bitcoin. And you could buy that at any brokerage account. And so how is that less risky than SpaceX? And if you wanted to invest in, hey, I think Elon's doing the right thing. He's got his shit together. He's sending yep. people up. So honestly, I think what you're going to see until you're able to get more liquidity and in private investments for regular investors, I think the sports betting companies and the betting sites are going to open it up where you can invest on what do you think the market cap of Stripe is going to be in five years? And you put a bet on. Yeah. So there's a couple of companies that let you do this now and they log your, they're, they're kind of in the crypto space, but they let you log a bet. Like you could bet on, okay, what color socks is somebody going to wear at the VMAs or something stupid? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you throw a $50 Profits. bet and it's either, it goes to a hundred or it goes to zero. I think you're going to start to see them, because FTX, which is a big crypto exchange, is kind of doing this. They're letting you trade on the direction of a stock. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see this expand and go nuts. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I could I could see that. And again, I, I hope it does, because I think at the end of the day, more investment options for the average investor, I think, is better than fewer. Um, and having the government decide what's best and what's worse for people generally doesn't work out well. Yep. Was that three questions? Uh, that was two, but I've got one more for you. Shoot. Uh, buy, sell, or hold Ford ever being able to deliver a truck on time again. <laughs> How funny would Inquiring it be? Inquiring minds want to know. How funny would it be if if some Ford employee was just going in and just pulling the chips out? Just like, doop. Yeah, it's not I working. I feel like they're pocketing these things. Like, there's no way they're that short of these fucking chips. It's insane. They're talking about Are 30... you the market for one? Yes, I've been in the market for one for like six, seven months now, and they're just all like back ordered to the to the heels. And they're thirty percent more expensive than they normally would be. Everything's ab above stick, like sticker or higher. Maybe you just need to go get a Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> yeah, I could get a Honda Ridgeline. Go get one of those little <laughs> six cylinder plastic trucks. Hey, it drives great on flat yeah, roads. <laughs> drives great in the parking lot. You should see this turning radius. <laughs> Not grandma, grandma, grandma loves it. Grandma, loves yeah, it. grandma loves it. Ten and two, ten and two in the Honda Ridgeline. That's what you got. Ten have. and two in the Honda Ridgeline. That's a smooth parking spot right there. Yeah, slid right on in that bad boy. Get that two wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, what do you got? Last up. one. Last one. Wrap it up. Uh, so I only did two. I thought I did three. Okay. Would you buy, sell, or hold? All right. I, actually, I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Let's change this up. So there's the Inspiration 4 going off, which is a great documentary on Netflix if somebody wants to watch. you got civilians flying around space. How many, well, how many months do you think it'll be until Elon shoots more humans up into space? Do you think it's less than six months or more than six months? Less. Less? I agree. Yep. I think now they're just going to start sending people up there. Just so it's funny you asked that. I was out to dinner last night with uh, with my wife, and we were in the parking lot when the launch happened. We didn't have a great view, and there's clouds and whatever. So we caught a couple of pictures of it, and we thought it was cool. And she was like, "Oh, what's that?" What's, and I was like, "Oh, SpaceX." She's like, "Well, I'm, she knows what SpaceX is, but she didn't really know the 
significance of the flight or anything. And I was like, well, it's the first all civilian flight. She was like, you mean like no NASA people or anything? And I was like, yeah. I was like, she's like, that doesn't seem safe. And I was like, well, when you go up in uh, a plane, is it always an air force pilot? It's not right. So I was like, these are the, the Delta airlines, the American airlines. I mean, these are the future commercial flyers of the space. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I don't it's, know what you're going to do up there. It seems like you just go up there and you get on an iPad and you float around for <laughs> the duration of your trip. That's what but we have today. That's what we have. I, today. I put a, I put a post out that said, if you haven't thought about investing in space, at some point, John and I will do a whole episode on space, space. Investing. Yeah, we're doing an episode. There's a lot space. of, there's a lot of cool stuff. One thing, for example, I heard, and then we'll wrap this up was they're realizing for big, massive projects where you're building some, whether it's, you're building a, a type of metal and it's very hard to do on the gravity of the earth, or there are certain biological things that are too hard to do with our gravitational force. So they send them up into space and they work on them in the space station. So they're like, there's companies now that are lined up to just start sending stuff into space, work on it and bring it back down because it's easier to handle. Yep. So we are going to be Star there's Trek, Star a, Wars. There's going to be entire factories that are just floating in the stratosphere. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to come crashing down because someone's asleep <laughs> at the wheel and they, they get out of orbit. And then, you know, that's how it works. That guy must have been drinking some go route from Southern Falls. <laughs> that or he was drinking that beer that I got COVID from. <laughs> Ooh, that COVID beer definitely sent him down to Earth. Yeah. That got him crashing. Anyways, any final thoughts, Sean? No, that's it. Um, taxes suck. Uh, the government's inefficient. And unfortunately, we have to live through it. But hopefully we can uh, fight the good fight. And uh, most of this won't go through. But until then, we'll keep you informed um, as to what is coming your way and what to be ready for and uh, how to effectively plan around it. Very good. Well, a couple other plugs. We have a sexy-looking website, craft-advice.com. There's all sorts of content from the blog up there or from the podcasts are all up there. We have blog content up there. We have links if you need to contact Sean, myself, our email. We're going to post videos up there. So all of the podcast episodes, we're going to try to do a video recording. You'll see Sean and I dozing off and drinking beer and scratches our heads. That's kind of what we do. Um, subscribe. On the website, there's a newsletter. We send email notifications as we're posting. We're going to look to do some of these live in the coming weeks. So you'll be able to sign into Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or something like that and see it. And also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and anything else. Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we're on everywhere. So just if you we're can't everywhere. find it, then unfortunately, we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, thank you guys for all tuning in. Uh, we're excited. We appreciate all the positive feedback we're getting. Um, if you hear anything or if you'd like to hear something different than what we've talked about so far, uh, definitely let us know. Uh, but if not, uh, or otherwise, I should say, uh, you guys enjoy the weekend, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Jack and Sean work for Senge Advisory Group, a registered investment advisory firm. All discussions between Jack and Sean or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Senge Advisory Group. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Sinj Advisory Group may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.